Black people love the band Paramore. We're all aware of it. It's like an accepted truth. But it made me wonder, what other seemingly random things do large groups of Black people love? So in an effort to help Black people feel more seen through community, I compiled a list of other things groups of Black people overwhelmingly like and started my podcast called Black People Love Paramore. Every episode, I talk about one thing that groups of Black people like that mainstream media doesn't necessarily associate with Black people, but we know we like. Episode topics so far include anime, astrology, Tony Hawk, Ariana Grande, Twitter, Ginger Ale, Cash App, and a whole lot more. If that sounds like you, check it out. It's called Black People Love Paramore, and you can find it anywhere you listen to podcasts. What is up, y'all? We are here with a Fan Friday. This one is one for the books, y'all. Like, I am so... I mean, it's a Fan Friday because I'm the fan. I'm the fan, and the person is coming to me, y'all. We have Sequoia Holmes of the Black People Love Paramore podcast. You might have heard their ad right at the top of this podcast, but it has been such a pleasure to not only listen to this podcast, but learn and also just see and witness the greatness that has come and is to come from this podcast. So I'm going to let her tell you all about what she does and how she does it. But it is my pleasure to bring on Sequoia Holmes of Black People Love Paramore. Thank you so much for having me, Scarlett. I'm so excited to be here. I love the concept of your show. Like, it's so good. I didn't even know that there was enough material to do a whole show about it. And you were really out here educating folks because there is. It's, I mean, in parts, like I like so much that like I have to do it in parts. And I'm so glad to do this. Thank you so much, because it's my special Mm -hmm. interest. Like, like it's. It's the kind of thing where it's like, no matter if I had this podcast or not, I'd be like, but did you know? And the Kim Kardashian fact is always yeah. the one that I go to yeah. and open with. And then I'm like, and then Jay-Z yeah. and then Babyface. And then this is my other favorite one that I'll say 13 million times. My favorite Fall Out Boy song is Whams. And it's it has a Neptune's four yeah. count at the top because Pharrell yeah. produced it. It's wild. What? Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's really wild, especially now being as as versed and educated and a lot of it came from fallout boy like opening up a lot of lanes you know especially me living in a world where like it was too white for this too latin for this and like just finding identity like the comfort in finding it through them um just really opened up so many avenues i mean robert glasper really opened up for me q-tip the renaissance is now one of my mm-hmm. favorite albums after patrick like was like listen mm-hmm. to this this and this and i was like okay and now i'm like but what good is an ear if a q-tip isn't in it? like I, <laughs> it goes so yeah. crazy so um i'm really happy to be it's a hard job but it's it, i feel like it's so necessary especially as we celebrate the 50 yeah. years of hip-hop changing so yeah. many people's lives um, that mm-hmm. we made this happen. And so it is you. so appreciated. <laughs> yeah, it is very necessary. It seems like such good timing. The 50 years of hip-hop, and we learned that his, hip-hop is so much more widespread than we thought. It extends into yes. damn near every genre. Yes. So, Well, now it's pop. Not as in pop Popular. the genre, but it's yep. popular 100%. Music. Yep. So I think it's important to do that where it's like, yo, if you are shifting culture, transcending languages, and just everything in between, like, we have yeah. to learn the why, because if we don't understand the why, we're going to yeah. mess up the future of it. Um, so this was an idea I had for like two years. It started as a Twitter thread being like, Yo, did you know? Like, I just felt in my heart, I had to I, I had to do the testimony. I was like, did you know? Um, and then from there, I was like, there's so much I can even dig deeper into. Like, 
that I, I'm just so excited to keep going. I mean, we're just in 2007. Uh, we launched about a couple months ago and there's so much more. Did the Twitter about, thread so. when you first tweeted <laughs> it out, did it do well? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it like spawned like, oh, this is like something that people are interested in and stuff. Yeah. Like people actually, and then Babyface did the yes. tiny desk this year and then it went yep. again of people being like, what do you do with fall? But I was like, let me I'll tell let you. you. Know, yeah. 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 Definitely feel that. My show was like similar in that I tweeted as a joke that my roommate, <laughs> I tweeted that my roommate who was a white woman, we lived together at the time. Oh, I was no, going to be yeah, she, she, She's palm colored. We lived together for 10 years. Truly one of my best friends. Love her as a human being so much. Oh, but they're she, like, she okay. said she hated Paramore. And I was like, that's the most anti-black thing I've ever heard you say. Like, that was so anti-black. Yeah, like, Haley like, Haley Jamika? Like, like, what are you sure? talking about? Like, you, okay, you about to piss me off. So I tweeted it. I said, my white <laughs> roommate just said, what y'all think? That's anti-black? And they were all like, hell yeah. And I said, I'm starting a podcast. Yes. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Black People Love Paramore has obviously become so much more than just Paramore. It's got the heart of Paramore. But then there are so many other things that, you know, Black people love and that they should love. Like, how do you pick the topics and, you know, what makes you attach the topics to the guests that end up talking? This is a really good question. Um, Okay, so the podcast started with that tweet stuff, like I explained. But from there, I made a list of things that I felt like Black people like. That like I'm aware that black people like, black people are aware that black people like, but doesn't have any mainstream media representation. Like the issue mm. with the way that mainstream media represents black people is that while it is often wrong, it often isn't, but it is always incomplete. And I just mm. wanted to complete it. Like I'm like, why would I wait for mainstream media or white people to see me to complete, you know? Why would I wait when I <laughs> am right here? I have the means to do it right now. So went ahead, made the podcast, listed out some things I think black people like, um, and started it from there. I think one of the early episodes was about ginger ale. So I started off like funny, you know, like, and it is still funny. The flu, broken leg, like ginger ale, ginger ale, COVID. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's a be all, (laughs) be all. It's like be all end all, catch all, everything. We believe in tonics. If you're West Indie, like I'm African, telling we believe you, in tonics. If it's sparkles, tonic. if it's a little sparkly. The green tea like, one? Health. Obviously, right? It's our healthcare system sucks. Therefore, ginger ale. So Therefore ginger ale. You know, right, talk, in this tech yeah. talk, I will explain. <laughs> but yeah, that is how I chose the topics at first. And then because the podcast picked up some momentum, people started recommending like what they wanted to hear me talk about on the podcast. And so I started covering that. Um, people recommend stuff often. I'm like, really? You know, like that I'm not really aware of. There was... Someone recommended Tony Hawk. And while I like was kind of aware of it, I was not wildly aware of it. Like, yeah, there's a meme on the internet, mm. uh, you know, Tony Hawk being saved in the race war. You know, I'm like, sure. hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like, know, I would but I was like, yeah. <laughs> sure, that is one of the most popular episodes. Like, Black people love Tony fucking wow. Hawk. And so if people give me something that they want me to talk about, 
and they want to talk about it, I'm happy to let them come on and talk about said topic. Um, Otherwise, I will choose a topic that I want to talk about and I will go talk to one of my friends who I know likes that topic as well. Or I will go search Twitter for that keyword and filter by people I already follow to see if anybody I follow has talked about it. Oftentimes they have, I'll reach out to them, ask if they want to come on my podcast. Um, or if there's people in the zeitgeist who are known for specific things, like I had Furious Nay on my Fallout Boy episode. Yes. So mm-hmm. funny. If you haven't seen that reel of her thrashing, being like the music my mom yeah. didn't let me listen to when I was 16, <laughs> I was like, you've been under a rock you're on the wrong internet i had her on the fallout boy episode because she has made tiktoks about fallout boy and as well as paramore and other stuff so yeah that's pretty much how the topics come to be and the guests come to be yeah how does the booking change from guest to guest i mean we have furious nay but then we have like musicians like edith from um Mm -hmm. mimi at the altar like how are the processes different are the questions any different how does the conversation yeah the questions are a lot different actually when i'm talking to a content creator um i feel like it's a little bit more conversational less interview and when i'm speaking to a musician Mm -hmm. it tends to be a little bit more interview because that's the setting that they are used to speaking in, you know, which I don't mind at all. So the questions do change, but Mm -hmm. it's way different when booking a content creator versus a musician or something. Edith's episode came to be because Spotify reached out to me and was like, we think that these artists that we are currently working with would be good for you to have on your show. You know, I was like, oh, Meet Me at the Altar is fantastic. Like, check them out ahead of time before I talked to Edith, of course. And I was like, this is wild. This is so nostalgic. This feels so good to me. Yeah. Absolutely. I want her on the show now because she's the first black female fronted like, band on Fueled by Ramen. Like, exactly it's... who I wanted to be when I was 12, 13 years old. Mm. It was precisely Edith, and I was very excited to talk Which to her. Is fucking it was like hard. So, I was like, wow, not me looking up to this 24 year old. You know, I don't know how old Edith is, but I was like, damn, Edith. I don't know. It was great. Yeah. If she was great, she's fantastic. Um, and then talking to Furious Nay, we were mutuals because we talk about similar things on the internet. And so I just DM'd her. We talk about the world of emo in general. Um, But let's talk about, you know, what was the first time you heard Fall Out Boy? Like, what was that moment? Do you remember? Like, what can you tell me about it? Um, I don't remember the exact first time that I heard Fall Out Boy, but I know that it was probably in sixth or seventh grade. It was definitely early middle school days. And it was likely at like a school dance. I'm sure I heard dance, dance specifically at the dance. Yeah. First. Yeah. I'm sure dance, dance was the first follow boy song that I heard. And I remember being like, Oh, this is like really cool. Like, I don't know what they're talking about in these lyrics, which I feel like for many follow boy lyrics, I'm like, wow, but you know, I'm like, I'm getting with it. Each lyric individually it's fun. And I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, having a good time. So I was dance, dancing my little happy self. Didn't really think to listen to Fall Out Boy again after that. And somehow I stumbled upon Sugar We're Going Down. Mm. And I was like, mm. Oh, we're so back, baby. Mm, this this <laughs> band? I'm going to have to go and look for myself. It's because Patrick hard. sings like it's an R&B song. Yeah, right? Like he's singing like, rock lyrics with a rock cadence, but like an R&B singer. Yeah. And that's yeah, always there's something been, special. And yeah, yeah. Patrick's voice is just definitely, I mean, this is also someone who, when he did his solo shows, like his solo shows, all his, like most of his openers were black. You know, like he was like, I I know the music that I love. Like, and he even talks about it. He's like, I'm a bigger hip hop fan than I am a rock fan. Like I play rock music 
but like he can also rap every word on most deaths black on both sides like this is like very mm. serious and yeah him and Haley need to collab him and Haley we've been Williams waiting the collab. streets have been waiting but then let's let's talk about another thing that Haley should collab with so yeah let let's talk about that Haley collab let let's yeah. get there because what an incredible moment so Haley Williams comes on black people love paramore what was that like what were the questions that stayed what were the questions that went and how do you even prepare for something like that Come on, Scarlett. Good questions. You are out here. I I love it. Does it. this? Yeah, no. It's like it's like you do this for a living or something. Like this is crazy. Yeah. Um. I. Okay. Questions that stayed. Questions that went. Most of the questions that you heard are the questions that stayed. Mm-hmm. There were a couple that we didn't get to because we ran out of time. Of I wanted to ask her why she thinks Black people love Paramore, which is something that I yeah. ask most guests on my show at some point. We didn't get to that one. Questions that went. I. Wanted to ask her about her opinions on episode topics that I've done. So mm. I have an Uno episode. I want to ask her, which, how does she play Uno? Like, which way does she Can play Uno? Can you stack? Uno? Like, you what stack? do you play? Yeah. Do you do the one? Like, what's really the vibe? Didn't get to ask her that. They were like, uh, unnecessary. And I was like, totally understood. So <laughs> cut it. Um, I have like an episode about like black people loving like white singers or like, blue-eyed sold folks like uh tina marie we love bobby caldwell bobby rest caldwell King, rest michael mcdonald yeah. r.i.p bobby caldwell for oh sure. i will That's catch a case for michael mcdonald like I... that you know there's just like a lot so i wanted to ask her her opinions on some of those blue-eyed soul singers and they were like this feels we don't we don't want to answer that um and i was like totally i mean makes sense you know um, you have to have thick skin when pitching questions because yeah which i didn't know you know i was like oh okay like and then okay, it's like oh, and then the third one about like their pinky toe they're like oh yeah that one can stay right yeah, i'm like, like but what this happened? like really intense race question you want this one yeah it's like yeah, yeah. i'm like all right like, we, prep, we prepped her <laughs> they're gone right i'm like okay you can but the best part of it yeah authentic so authentic and so thoughtful like it was so from it was almost like they didn't prep her in my opinion it was like her management looked at the questions and like we're like she's not gonna want to answer this she will want to answer this blah blah but it's like they did not tell her like her management just kind of she trusts her management so much and it felt so off the cuff it felt so natural like so authentic i truly believed everything that came out of her mouth it was great i was like oh this lady means what she said she said what she meant and meant what she said and i liked it no and and you felt that and i think the entirety of the internet felt that as well and that was so exciting to see because i feel like that can only happen when you come from an upbringing or when you come from a a stage of being able to communicate thoughtfully about those Mm -hmm. topics so can you tell me a little bit more about what it was like starting to consume this you know, quote and unquote, like white media that we were, you know, fed as we grew up? What did we have to unlearn? What were we healing through? And like, how has this show um, helped you communicate more thoughtfully those things? Mm -hmm. It was definitely a journey Mm -hmm. to getting comfortable consuming quote unquote white media. And let's really put a pin in it because like you said, before we started recording, Scarlett. Honestly, all media is white media. So... (laughs) And rock music in particular is black. It started black. The origins, you know, like the origins are black. In fact, most music 
has black origins. You know, so I'm over here in middle school feeling weird being a little black girl consuming rock music, but like for what, baby? It's it's not you like it because it's natural to you. You know, you like it because it's natural to you. You're not out of place, actually. It's literally in the DNA. You know, it's literally embedded in the DNA. The the rhythms are there, the blues is there, all of it is where it should be, and you are where you should be. But it took a while because I went to a pretty white middle school in particular. Um, I remember teachers making comments about me listening to this type of music and being like, you're so white. Like, oh, I, was on the bas- yeah. Ugh, I was on the basketball team. My basketball coach was like, oh, you're so white. You listen to this Green Day song. And I'm like, you're so fucking annoying, white man. Like, shut up. Oh, shut I the hate hell up. that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was way too friendly. He he was way too familiar. I hate you know what I mean? Like, people. Don't scar me if you don't know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how are you going to traumatize me? <laughs> like what are you gonna traumatize me like that so i got enough trauma yeah. relax right but it was definitely a process but i feel like i don't know i was always a little bit confident as a child and as an adult it just while it was uncomfortable i don't think it was as uncomfortable for me as it might have been for other children yeah, i was like right. i was like yeah like i hear y'all but like who the fuck are you talking to like yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> I'm are going you to listen only to child? what I like. I am an only child. Ah, it I gave am, me oh big God. only child energy oh my because gosh, my yes. mom, my mom would just be like, "Don't be like the others." Yeah. They're gonna. Are you only child too? Yes. I oh my gosh. It. I felt it because I, you just described me. Like, yeah. My mom was like, "Oh, you're weird. Stay weird. Oh, I they're not care. your friends. They're going to be your friends." Very much that. Like, and and I stuck with that. I was like, oh, like I had main character energy from birth. Yeah. Are Same. you an Aquarius? What are you? I'm a Gemini, so air. Oh, okay, no, but we're yeah. still in there. I love, I love yeah. my Gemini's. I love my my Scorpios. I'm outwardly, and like they're inwardly. So like we get along. The Kiki's great. Um, what are you, Scarlett? I'm an Aquarius. Okay, okay, an Aquarius. I love I'm an Aquarius. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, I'm so sorry to society in general for us, but we're great. I know. Me, I'm, Michael I, and I McDonald. No, mm-hmm. no, no. Y'all are doing great. Thank you for having duality. You contain multitudes. I see you. you. But me, okay, dream blunt rotation. And this is because we all Ooh. share like a birthday week. D'Angelo, Michael, McDon- Michael oh. McDonald, me. <gasps> all Aquarii. Oh. One day after another. What? You Yo. got some heavy hitters. Come on, D'Angelo. D'Angelo. I should have known he was Aquarius. Duh. Yeah, big Aquarius. It makes so much energy. sense. I have yeah. his headshot from like Voodoo, like the things that they would put in like an EPK. I bought it off yes. of eBay and I hung yes. it up. Yeah, I have his beautiful acorn shoulder. Like I'm the. <laughs> Let's talk about D'Angelo real quick because I never got no. to talk about Riangelo. No. And I, at this age, understand why he left fame. And am also probably a problem if he ever came back. Like, you are speaking my exact language. That's 100% how I feel. Where it's like, like, wow, I I respect you. You're literally one of the best artists of all time. And yet I want to go feral. Like, I think about D'Angelo and I'm like, Like, you know, like, yeah, the shoulders and highly fevered. I'm, yeah. And then you remember when Brendan Urie tried to do the How Does It Feel video? Why have we never talked about that? I certainly don't. I just Ooh. certainly don't. I certainly do not remember that. I need that. you to watch that. 
I'm going to watch that as soon as we it hop off. It was the How Does It Feel video, so he's completely nude and it just keeps, like, cutting Scarlet, off. please, and... you're fucking joking. I'm so, no, I really... <laughs> like, like, no. Wait, no, no we're not refuse, doing this no. right now. No, I'm going to ruin, like, this is why they broke up. Because why... Like, <sighs> deserved, honestly. Like, he earned that. Why would you do that? I don't, I didn't need that from you, Brendan. I really didn't, I promise. Oh my god, Panic at the Disco video nude. <laughs> what? Did he like, did he just do like the video concept or did he try to do a remake of the song? Um, No, it's a song called Boys, uh, Girls, Girls, Boys. Girls, Girls, Boys. Familiar. Yeah, and I'm it's sure I've heard it. here. I'm sure I can like just screen share and we can just edit this okay. however, but okay. um, it's. Okay, here we go. I'm so excited. How dare he, oh, girl? I'm already offended. I'm already offended. First of all, we can pause it already. His fingers <laughs> looks like the hot dog fingers from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. That's what his fingers look like in the beginning when you opened it. Okay. I mean, a look at his face. Write me out. Oh, I'm really getting pissed. Like Wait, this actually no, pisses me off. You're gonna be so. Oh, the lick. Get out. He thinks he's killing it. Wait. Oh, oh my god, this is cringe. Oh no, ma'am, Brendan Neary. Oh. Pete Wentz said, "I brought you into this world, and I will take you out." Period. And I look and at sh- this. Should've. Oh my god, no! Please, please, please. Ah, ah, ah! ah! No. I was attacked. Oh. What? I'm attacked. I'm I'm feeling. This is terrifying. Do we get any butt? No, I pray to God, no. Just deep V. Okay, that's that's the that that's the one that I gotta close it out on. So that's yeah, that's um, pretty bad. So doing uh, D'Angelo. Yeah. That yeah, that happened. We. I, we we accepted as a society and we moved on, but I just needed to bring that back. Um, I'm never yeah. going to be the same. No. <laughs> I'm never going to be the same. We were talking that. about what dream blunt rotation. We were talking about that, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's all I got for you. That's you terrifying. Teen, uh, dream blunt rotation is such a good like podcast segment as well. Yes, like you can take yo take that one. No, no, no. You can you should you should take that one. That's no. that's a very good one. <laughs> I like that. You should. You should. You I should always. It's. It's always just like a good party trick. Like, what would be your dream blood rotation? Because it mm-hmm. says a lot about a person. Like, it's so wow, much funner than like. Who would you go to dinner with? It's so much funner. Dream. Yeah, blood like. Rotation. Well, yeah. me, I'm the dumb dumb. Like you know, on Twitter, every like <laughs> quarter is like, would you take the fifty k or would you have dinner with Jay Z? Yeah. I would have the dinner with Jay Z because I want to look with Fallout Boy. Scarlet! I want to be like talk to me. Because that's very valuable to me. I'd be like, talk to me nothing. I want to spend three hours talking about how Patrick Stump couldn't get it together to be on Kingdom Come. Like I, We do need to know more. I yeah. need to know more because you only know it from Patrick. And of course, yeah. he's very Midwestern and is just not going to really give the goods. Right. Like, I, need, I need the whole thing. Also, he did a bunch of drops that didn't make it into Thriller. And I need to hear those because they yeah. are, I mean, there was one that Pete described and it was just like, the world cannot handle that. And it was just like, what up? It's Fallout Boy. And he drops the end bomb and everybody in the studio is just like, 
what? And then Pete had the audacity to be like, yeah, we were trying to rationalize it because it's like, we didn't say it. We didn't say it. But could you imagine the album starting with that? No. No. Canceled. Canceled before canceling. I really couldn't. Back in 2007 when you could say anything. 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 They would have been like, it's over. over. People would have to be like, this is my mother. Look at my mother. (laughs) Right. This that's wild. Would have had to put his mom in front of the camera. Literally, I think I think she would have had to been the cover. Like a hundred percent. One there's there's hundred percent. He would his first morning hair would have had to be in the cover. We would have need to know some stuff. We would have to need to know some stuff. Right. Get it together. But talk to me about we talked about dream blunt rotations. Now talk to me about dream interview. Right. So Ooh, we, we yeah. did we we did Haley, which is like literally the pinnacle, but like you you haven't even peaked. Like this is just like the warm-up. And I think that's so beautiful. Like what's what's next for the evolution of you as an interviewer of this show and of what you want to hear from people? Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying I haven't peaked because lots of folks have been saying that I have after getting you know like i'm like what type of energy is this like shut the hell up so this is peak you might as well stop the mic (laughs) and not okay and not so but else what else would you do all day other than talk and listen and think about me like what else would you do you're unemployed without my show you have nothing to do period okay anyways i will so I, thank you. I do I have took a couple. My hoops off already. Like I will period. fight. <laughs> like stop, stop. I have two dream folks. I actually have mm-hmm. three dream folks. I would love to have on my yes. podcast. Um, and now they all feel a little bit more realistic since I did have Haley. Haley was obviously a dream, but it was such a far off dream. It was like not something that I thought was going to happen anytime soon at all, and therefore not something I was actively wishing for because I was like, that's not realistic. Like move on. But it was realistic. It did happen. So I would love to have Issa Rae. <sighs> The original awkward black girl, although I am not awkward, I do identify, you know, <laughs> yeah. with Issa I don't know the word in that way. So we'd love to have Issa Rae. We'd love to have Quinta Brunson. Oh, my Philly queen. You know, a Philly queen. We'd love to have Quinta. She has a lot of interests that are eclectic. And, and the original like, has, memer. Like the original, the original meme. meme. If you have not read her book, she, she memes, memes well. Read it. It's fan fantastic i've said this repeatedly but like i love that book so much love and if you like it. that do the dizamero god level knowledge darts i know i, I know i know my parents are divorced like dizamero no longer but it's it's I a good one if you like the little series of essays and it's funny it's in their personality you can like hear them say it god level knowledge darts yeah. okay okay definitely i'll definitely check that out um would love to have her quinta and would also love to have kid fury from the read podcast yes if- Mm-hmm. I think he would be great. He just recently on a on a recent episode, he talked about wanting Chloe and Hallie to cover the song Untouched by the Veronicas. <gasps> and I said, this is so Black people love Paramore Coded. I need him on my podcast like ASAP. And I said I was going to reach out to him that day. Did I? know? I need to still do that. That's one of the things in the back of my brain constantly. So, Kid Fury, <sighs> please expect an email coming from me very fucking soon. We're okay? clipping this. We're tagging him. We're making it happen. It. It's happening. I need it. Not only that, about, but I also, yes. mm-hmm, I also want him to talk about Zelda. Like, I feel like that would be a good episode topic. He oh, loves that's Zelda. A really good one. I don't really know that much about it, but my boyfriend does. And so I would have Wait. them both come on. So talk, talk to about. me. Yeah. Talk to me also about like when people suggest things, like 
what's the research like? Like, do you have to know about it or do you want to research about it? Or do you want to go in blind? Like, how does that work? No, I do research <laughs> it, if, especially if it's something that I'm not super familiar with, yeah. like mm, anime, like mm, not super familiar here. Um, Real Housewives episode. I literally don't watch any Real Housewives mm-hmm. at all, which is crazy because I watch a lot of trash reality TV. That one is just so Me far gone that I feel, you know, best my change okay. addiction, hoarders, my sister about I watch life. So I watch like so much shit. And I just, Real Housewives is just so many seasons, so deep. I get overwhelmed every time I try yeah. to go in and start. So there's I'm so much like, lore. Okay, like there's lore, lore, there's lore. There's so lore, much lore. Like, but I will research the episode. And if I don't know the topic, I will have two guests on so they can make sure that they have a good conversation about it instead of me trying to talk about it. Because I don't know much. I'll act as more of a moderator. Yeah. What are things that white fans can do to hold space for black people in this genre, in this world of rock? Like, what can people do, even small or big, to make sure that people feel included? You know what? I think at shows, a lot of black people feel uncomfortable Mm. at some rock shows. Mm, I feel like there's a lot of moshing that takes place at these shows. And for somebody like me who would Mm -hmm. like to go, but is terrified because I'm five foot two and was damn near Trump trampled at uh, several festivals where there wasn't moshing taking place. I want physical protection at these types of shows. They feel dangerous. I want physical protection. You see some moshing taking place, cover me. Okay. Surround me, help me out. Make sure, make sure I'm good. If water's needed, make sure that happens. Um, And otherwise, you can primarily just, like, be... Just don't speak on things that are in-group things. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it, you know? No, that's really great. Because it's, like, I... We just constantly, like, I feel like when I started going to shows back in 2007, (laughs) like, today, like these fans are giving each other bracelets. I was like, back then we were giving each other bruises. Like I would have right. my hair pulled in the pit. I'd be right. asked to flatten my hair. I'd ask to like not take up. Like I'm not a little girl. I'm not right. like, like I'm, I've, I've never been small. I'm five, four, but I've never like, I take up space. And I think that it, it really messed with, I need to straighten my hair. I need to dye it. Like I felt like I needed to look to be, um, and that's what's really difficult. And I hope tonight this doesn't come out for another few weeks, but I hope that y'all get to see me um, at the Fall Out Boy VMA performance with my fucking grills on because that was like the epitome of what Scardi and like baby yeah. Scardi like wanted to like represent is like Aww. everything, everything she is all at once. I know going she's back so to hot dog out. hands. Oh, yeah. baby Scardi is so losing proud. her like, mind. She's like, it. you're talking about it. The thing <laughs> you did it, you you really did it, huh? She's yeah, and the fronts it. look good. Yep, Thank out here. You. Shout yeah. out to Sweet Peach. She got me right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just exciting, you know. And 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 just talking about like what continues, like like what a medium like this has been able to do for us to like communicate the things that we love and do. Like, what could you see? I know that you're still on Black People Love Paramore, but like, what do you see the evolution of this conversation being like? Hell yeah. And I'm happy that you asked this because this is a fantastic question. You have such good questions. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Um, I want a few things from this. One, 
I could see this potentially growing into like a festival type situation, like a when we were young fest or something like that. I want to, and this one is a little bit sooner rather than later. I want to do like a, an emo brunch, a black emo brunch. I went to an emo brunch a few, like maybe a year or two ago. And I did not know one single song on the playlist. It was super deep cuts of like, not and like, what you don't know band. this this four year strong song what like, get yeah, y'all are so like and like literally nobody at the emo brunch knew anything nobody was singing nobody was doing anything it was just not fun i'm like i can do this better so i want to do that better yes. um i would like to there was something else oh i want to do like a emo trap karaoke type situation yes so there's like trap karaoke where you can go up on stage. It's like a traveling party more or less, but people from the audience get to go up on stage and rap along the rap songs or, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to do that, but POC emo version. Yes. Yeah. Well, please let me know any way that I can support. I would mm-hmm. hook it up wherever I can because I, I just, mm-hmm. I just think again that this, this medium of conversation like not everybody listens to podcasts but there's so much to say and there's so many conversations to be had and and to be expressed that you know we we'd be so lucky to to have that do that so we're rooting for you anything else that you want to let the people know about what you're up to any words of affirmation like what are you leaving us off with Thank y'all so much for listening to the podcast. If you do listen and if you don't, I assume that you're going to and I appreciate you. Go to my show notes. That. I don't fucking fill that shit out for nothing. <laughs> y'all make me feel crazy. Go to the show notes. Ooh, Scardy, where's this Scardy? It's in the show notes. Yeah. Always in the always in the show notes. Always check. Um, but yeah, I just I'm so grateful that this has gone well. I sat on this idea for a long time before I executed it, and I only executed it because a friend mentioned that they were going to do an idea that was almost identical and that scared the shit out of me i was like i also kind of felt a way about it because i had mentioned the idea to that friend already oh. and that kind of pissed me off so i was like oh i have to I do this like today while you'll be doing better no, okay. <laughs> you know it was weird it was kind of weird and so i was like okay i have to do it today and so i did it that lit a fire in my ass i did it so i'm just happy that this has gone well um that i wasn't just wasting my time that, and that you it's know, going well yeah and this is going well yes sorry yes words so are right. powerful we know about so this. Right. words are powerful 100%. we know like, with our air placements we know that that words are powerful we know that we yeah. manifest like i need to be careful about the shit i say out loud that's why literally 100%. like i i talk to fallout boy in in like the episodes i'll be like yo pete like yes. at this point like Patrick, like like the being the Lulu is the Salulu because when when they do oh. listen because they will listen, it's gonna Easy. be funny as hell. Like they're gonna be like, Easy. oh wait, what? hundred percent. No, this is actually like a time capsule. <laughs> it's like now that I've interviewed Haley and like she told me that she listened before we started the interview. She was like, hey, I... I listen to the podcast. I'm like, weird. Please stop. No. I don't want you to. I'm scared. Now I have now the I have anxiety gift and curse Please. of perception. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> it's crazy. Because when you it's... listen to someone's voice for like a living and then you're like, oh, but I was listening to your voice. I was like, yeah. oh, no, I'm art now. You know? Oh, no. Right. I'm like, no. Meanwhile, all my whole childhood, all I want to do is be heard. I just want to be heard. Now I'm being heard. And I'm like, please. Why? Wait, no, please. no, 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 no. Who please. let me speak? Like, please. Oh, why? Don't. Why? Why are you listening? Um, but yeah, it's so fucking possible, Scarlett. It's yeah. right. It's right there. Yeah. And like, 
you know, not knowing Pete and Patrick, but knowing Pete and Patrick, they're aware. They're aware and it's in the works. The universe is moving y'all together, doing the pieces, making them do all the things that they need to do. So thank you. I look forward to hearing them on the podcast. I know that they're coming. Thank you. But until then, I am, again, just so in awe of you. I love everything you do and how you do it. I just wanted to give you flowers, 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 because it's hard work. It's a lot of mental, emotional, physical space sometimes. Um, But can you leave us off with a quick... That was a good one, baby. Ow. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Bye. Bye.